0: Welcome back to the second hour of Love, Babs, Love, Talk on Babs, Rose, Ivy. I'm delighted this morning. I love these people. Hey, Dexter. Hey, Jenny Nelson from Collective Consciousness Theater. Y'all are back.
1: (laughs) Yes, we are. And thank you so much, Babs, for having us. Uh, So excited to, to, just like you just said, Collective Consciousness Theater is back. It's been a three-year hiatus and we never thought it would take this long. Uh, But, yep, we're opening the show this Friday.
0: I, I'm excited. So, all right. So you had the pandemic turned everybody's lives upside down. And uh, w- did you did you sort of somewhat, somewhat throughout the pandemic think, we're going to get back, we're going to get back. And then how did you decide that now would be the good time to come back?
1: Yeah, well, I think that's always uh, was the case. And you don't jump in here, Jenny, at any time. Uh, <laughs> you know, we just thought like a lot of people, the plan was, you know, we shut down that second week of Skeleton Crew, we had just done the first week, we had did, we did the Thursday performance of the second week, the Pay What You Can, and then we told the cast that night, right, that, that, that that's it, we're going to take a couple weeks hiatus, because that's what everybody thought, right, two weeks hiatus, <laughs> what we thought, everybody's going to go home for two weeks chill for a minute, right? And we'll be back in two weeks. And so we left the set. We left everything. We left everything. You know, we signed the actors on for an extra bit of time. If by chance it took more than two weeks. Right. (laughs) And, uh, you know, and like everybody else found out, you know, two weeks turned into a month, two months, three months, four months. And then we just kept trying to do it. We said, okay, the fall, then maybe the spring and then the fall again. And then before we knew it. Here we were at three years. And our attempt was to try to bring the show back because we had the set still there, all the stuff. But we just could never after three years, right, get that entire team back together. And we knew for us it wouldn't be right unless we did it with the original team, right, that it started the show. And so we hope one day to, to do Skeleton Crew again, maybe with the same group, maybe with a different group. But we feel like it's that play that, you know, we were on that momentum right? On that trajectory to really kind of take off. We had just done Passover. We had a, a great season the previous year. And the Crew was a perfect show. And, uh, and then all of our momentum halted. So we also had a period for us that was a depression period, right? Where we felt like, wow, can we come back? Is it, Can a theater of our size come back, right? After this whole thing, you know, um, you know clears up a bit. So it, it's been tough, um, but but here we are still standing.
0: Well, welcome back. I am so glad to, to know that y'all are back because I, I was like this. I mean, I you know, I care deeply <laughs> about theater and and I I didn't want New Haven to lose any momentum because we were building, at least from where I sat, Jenny, uh, that the theater scene and the art scene in New Haven was really on a trajectory. I mean, it really was on a real trajectory and then the pandemic just sort of like, woo.
2: Yeah, and you know, We had made this wonderful, which we are, of course, still in connection with Long Wharf Theater, so committed to uh, continuing to work with them in this amazing theater. But, you know, we had just announced this season uh, co-partners, like literally that night, everything was moving, as you said, right, Bab, like everything was moving in this really exciting direction for New Haven, right? This amazing city that deserves and has fantastic art, right? We know that. Um, yeah. And it was just, it was such a, a, a seismic shift when everything shut down. And I, I really think one of the things that really kept Dexter and I going was every couple months I would get a message from someone saying, when y'all coming back, <laughs> just like a little bump from the universe, you know, like <laughs> when y'all coming back, it's been six months. I want to see, you know, a skeleton crew coming back. When are you coming back? And it was those little bumps, right? Those little messages to everyone that texted us, Facebook message, Instagram, and just kept saying, we want you to come back. When your community is calling you, you know you're doing something that needs to be done. And that kept us going to be here with you today to bring this play. It was really the momentum of the community just saying, we want you to come back, right? That is mm.
0: what a gift, you know? So yeah. so when thinking about coming back, you have to decide on what you're gonna come back with. So- <laughs> Right. Like, how do you how did you think about that? You know, because you've learned a few things in the last three years about how things can turn upside down rather quickly. So does that color what you bring back? Uh, did you did you have barbecue uh, on, on the radar before the pandemic? Like, talk to me about where where this falls in the overall scheme.
2: Yeah. You know, Dexter and I. We're in so many conversations over these years about what would it be. And and once we kind of had the realization that Skeleton Crew, at this moment, we weren't able to bring that back after we really tried uh, to make that happen. We really thought about, we want this to be, you know, still anchored in race, class, culture, social justice. That's the most important thing that we bring to our community. And then, you know, what does our community need right now? Like, what do we need to see? What do we want to talk about? But really we kept coming around we need to do a comedy <laughs> right we need to laugh a little bit we need some joy um and and making this comeback a celebration of sorts right that because for dexter and I, it is a celebration for everyone in the space it feels you know as much as we're talking about these social justice issues it feels like a party right it feels like a cookout is happening in our theater, and that really just felt like the energy we wanted to bring back, you know, to the community to kind of usher us back in to doing full seasons, um, while all the while picking this amazing playwright, Robert O'Hara, who is asking questions, not giving easy answers, right? And that's what we love at Collective Consciousness. So it kind of really it it does all of those things, and we haven't really we've always done plays that have comedic moments, mm-hmm. but we really haven't done a lot of full kind of dark comedies, absurdist comedy. And so that felt like a new challenge for us too, to really do, to do that in our space. Cause we're always trying to bring something new to our audiences.
0: I I like it. So, so Dexter, when you when you're when you're bringing this back, because the word barbecue means a lot of different things to a lot of different people. And it's very specific to black folks. When you say barbecue, I don't care where you are in the country, if you're in Texas or North Carolina, barbecue means a whole kinds of things. It means a gathering. It means food. It means grilling out. It means cookout. It means family reunion. It means all kinds of shenanigans. So talk to me about 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 that and, and, and your thoughts.
1: Yeah. And I think with, you know, you touched on it perfectly, uh, you know, with Robert O'Hara's play, I think Robert, that's what immediately what he was thinking of is how, you know, how black people gather and how white people gather. Right. And our cookout compared to, you know, our our style of cookout compared to, you know, what other, you know, cultures do and uh, and wanted to and, you know, a cookout is a place where, like you said, family gathers. There's also a lot of conversation with folks, you have <laughs> folks who are reconnecting for after a period of being away often, um, people who rarely see one another, people who potentially see each other. So there's a mix of a lot of different types of relationships that also take place at a cookout and, uh, and to see uh, family dynamics. Sometimes you run into a cookout, right? Family members you love family members you just wish you would never see again, right, <laughs> family members who you just, you know, who you have, you know, a lot of complicated relationships with. And so this play, you know, starts to hit on that and then kind of takes it in its own uh, own direction. But you hit on it perfectly. The heart of it is sort of how we culturally meet as people is where the play starts. Robert O'Hara has, you know, also been well known over the last couple of years. You know, he's an NAACP award winner, Uh and uh, you know, had a play called Booty Candy that uh, did a lot that traveled, right? <laughs> interesting, right? Interesting title, interesting play, and uh, and that you know um, was uh, you know very highly acclaimed uh, across the country and in New York. Uh, he recently directed a Raisin in the Sun that was starring Tanya Pinkins, who's a well-known broad mm-hmm. star. He did a re. Um, you know, recentering of that play almost where the, where he focused on the black women's story because he felt like the story almost always focused on the men in the play, and uh, and so you know centering black women has always been a big part of his work. He also probably more famously di- directed. Uh, Slave play that was on Broadway. I saw it with Jeremy Harris, right, who we know was in New Haven quite a while when um, they were attending the drama school, and so so a lot of ties with Robert O'Hara, and a lot of direct ways or indirect ways to New Haven. Uh, His writing is always so sharp, and we just wanted to introduce somebody whose style was just a little bit different. Um, but took comedy and used comedy to, in a, in a razor sharp way, to, to um, you know, look at other issues, right? This play focuses on cultural appropriation, uh, obviously all the race, class, and culture issues that we always, you know, look at, uh, how people are perceived, you know, based on culture or race. Um, and I'll let, you know, I'll let Jenny jump in here as the director and talk a little bit more about, you know, the specificities of the piece.
2: Yeah, you know, and I, I all yeah, all those great things. Um, and and slave play, I mean, one of the, it just changed my perspective on life when I saw that play. It really was it shifted the culture. I think in so many interesting ways. Um, the play also really centers around something we we we've, we've touched on issues of of drug addiction, in some of our plays. This really also focuses on intervention, um, mm. and that process, um, and that process for families, right, how multifaceted that can be, that process of intervention, and that this, this you know, as the, as the play kind of describes, this, this mildly dysfunctional family is just trying their best with the tools that they are given to try and help one of their own, right, try and help one of their family members um, kind of pull out of this addiction, um, but as we know, people do the best with what they have, and sometimes they do more harm than good. Uh, but their their intentions are there, right, to help someone um, in their time of need, um, and that's a lot where, you know, comedy is playing to the truth. Dexter and I were just talking about this last night, right? The funniest moments are honestly can be when someone is playing to the truth of a situation, and the comedy comes out of that, and that's what this play, I think, does really deftly, is that it's really focusing on things that really happen in lives with families, um, but that there's this comedy underneath um, that kind of just sends it all the way through the play. So it kind of makes it um, that we can kind of laugh at the absurdity of some of these things. And I'm also, you know, the the world is a bit absurd right now. It kind of feels like we're in a bit of an absurdist play all the time. <laughs> so why not do an absurdist play, right? It felt very synced up to kind of just the daily um, things that we just can't imagine that are happening. And we're just kind of having to take that in and sometimes laughing is the way we get oh, through
0: it uh, yeah listen we have a long history of comedic uh, uh therapy in in the black community yeah. <laughs> i yeah. mean our, our comedians you know the most painful things are the some of the most funniest things and yeah. done with the in the right comedic way in the right hand so so um talk to me a little bit about um Uh, The American theater right now is everybody's going through some sort of challenge around how do we get audiences? How do we grow audiences? Uh, Audiences that historically have been buying tickets are starting to die out and they're aging out. There are new playwrights that we might want to explore. We don't always have to do Lorraine Hansberry. We don't always have to do Native Son. We don't always have to do... You know, I I mean, as much as I love August Wilson, I love every, that whole century block of plays. There are other people out there who are writing good plays. Do you feel some unique responsibility uh, to sort of bring different playwrights to the forefront? Like, do you you feel that as part of your DNA of this theater?
1: Absolutely. Yeah. And I think, you know, more than ever now so. Uh, You know, you always have to balance it as a producer, right, with that mix of having a show that's got an attractive title, right, that people go, oh, what's that about, right, or, um, you know, that's just got things that can hook people in, right, Uh, name recognition, right, is always a big part of that. Um, you know, for us, often we're bringing shows uh, that haven't been done in the state before. A lot of times haven't been done in the region. They're premieres. Sometimes they've only had one or two productions. So it's always been a big commitment of ours to have plays that are five, 10 years, less than 10 years old, right? Um, but, you know, we have had those playwrights that we've really loved. Um, and there's so many more that we wish we could produce. But I think with this time that we're in, like you mentioned, we want to try to give as much uh, room to playwrights who we haven't worked on before, right? Thus, you know Robert O'Hara, and then maybe some others that you know that uh, that we'll look at, you know, for next season and the following season as well. Um, I think you know we always want to deliver the most diverse body of work written by people of color. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, we know, right, like you just said, there's no particular one style. Right. Lorraine Hansberry is a certain style, August Wilson. But, you know, it's like we've got, you know, thousands and thousands and thousands of writers coming up and so many good young ones. And, you know, ones who need that break, you know, ones that are talking about stuff in a new, interesting theatrical way. So I think always for us, you know, the rebirth is also a reevaluation for us of the type of work we want on our stages, the type of folks we want to work with the opportunities we want to be able to give, and then, you know, how we can best represent the city of New Haven.
0: Mm. So are you feeling like uh, the money is is coming back to fund theatrical productions? Uh, do you feel like funders who historically have funded theaters like yourselves, do, do you feel like they're coming back and are they coming back with full commitment? Like, how how y'all raising money?
1: There has been, you know, there's been, yeah, yeah. And that's always a struggle, right? For any theater because theater was on such a big hiatus, like you said, and it's been slow, right? To get people to come back, to feel comfortable sitting in a space with other folks, you know? uh, And so that's, you know, we'll see this weekend and these next couple of weeks for us is sort of, you know, are people, you know, willing to sit in the room with us, you know, in our space for those couple hours and watch plays. And so we really hope the community will come out and support us. You know, uh, in that way, right? And we also ask people that if people feel, you know, particularly want to support collective consciousness, but feel uncomfortable or feel, you know, immunocompromised or health-wise feel like they can't do it, then if they're willing to also give the donation of a ticket that we can then, uh, you know, give to someone else in need, a student or a person who maybe can't afford it that really would. Uh, and you know enjoy and need to hear this you know this see this play and hear this message in their lives and so that's a big part of it we're just uh but the the, the, the the same funders that have been around that have supported us for years luckily have continued to do that and they were calling us and asking us when are y'all coming back we want to support y'all right and uh and so we've been fortunate enough and then you have other you know groups where um you know we we, we uh have had you know uh, the city, right, is given a little bit more fun than than they used to. And that's been really, really great, you know, uh, with the leadership that we have there, uh, you know, and all the wonderful things, you know, that team has done, you know, for New Haven. Uh, we're seeing a little bit more uh, funding at the state level as well. But it's so tough for small companies like ours to get that because often when companies are in need, arts companies, as you know, it's the bigger ones, right? And the bigger ones say, we have to survive first or, or the little ones won't. Right. If we don't get the chunk of money first. Right. But then there's not always a lot of, um, you know, interaction, right, and collaboration between those bigger companies and those smaller ones. So I hope that, you know, we still get these funders to continue. We hope we get more. But I think the key in this next time is collaboration, co-productions. You know, bigger companies and smaller companies collaborating a bunch of smaller companies coming together. And that's what I think this era has encouraged more than anything is collaboration between companies Because I'm seeing more people, you know, work together uh, than ever. And so mm. that's really great. And we're seeing all the companies locally that are starting to come back. You know, Broken Umbrella, you know, is on their comeback. They've been, you know, consistently producing. And then, you know, they, uh, you know, have a new space that everybody's excited about that they're, you know, working on now. You know, New Haven Theater Company just came back with a production. So I think we're at that place now where everybody now as is, is, has had a production again. And we mm. were kind of the last ones as a part of that to kind of come back and uh, with all the small theater companies in the area, so.
0: Mm-hmm. So And coming, go ahead, Jenny, I know you want I to just, say that. I,
2: no, no, I just want to say, you know, part of this kind of giving to CCT is also giving time, right? So something as a really small theater, as Dexter's pointing out, you know, we're so lucky that we have people really step up and step in for us um, and support us in those ways. So volunteering, volunteering to usher, volunteering concessions, um, supporting and promoting the show, just that overall sense from our community that we get and those, you know, those $10 donations at Collective Consciousness, I guarantee you that $10 is going right back to, into <laughs> our productions, into paying our artists, paying our designers. Every We are truly a non-for-profit. Everything goes into the art. And so that when you're giving to us, whether it's your time or resources, it is going right back into the art that you see on the stage and supporting local artists um, and that every every, every donation uh, really makes a difference for us, um, which I think is a, is a little bit special in that way because we do things for in such an efficient way um, and we're really bringing really excellent art uh, at a really low cost for people and lower tickets. We've we had the lowest tickets in town, um, including Pay What You Can this Thursday, which you can come for any price because we just theater is such an inherently elitist activity it has always been, and we are trying to remove those barriers, right, so that we can open our doors wide, so everybody, everyone deserves to see theater, and feel welcome in the space, so.
0: I love it, so talk to me about the, the artists, the actors, that sort of, that you have to sort of talk to, because they had a very tough time of it, right, because they're, 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 they sort of paychecks just, just disappear into thin air, and, and, and and I, I would imagine more so, there are more actors out there now who are looking for quality roles and quality work and, and and real theatrical performances to sort of get into. Talk to me about the process of finding artists for this particular production.
1: Yeah, yeah. We And because, you know, uh, we hadn't done anything in a while. So there's always, you know, new, there's always artists who are new to town. And then we also see artists who are leaving, right? And we've been benefiting well from, you know, uh, folks who come in, you know, families who come in because they work at Yale or one of the other sort of corporate, and then they go, oh, I'm an actor and my spouse works at Yale or my, you know, spouse works at here in the area. So we've benefited well from folks who are coming into town and being here for a few years. And then also, you know, obviously talent that's homegrown as well. So uh, we, you know, in three years, it's hard to kind of know. You have some people who have been here and then you have a lot of new talent. So we all, we had, uh, you know, general auditions and, and auditioned over a couple of months and got people. People to come in, uh, the cast is a great mix of some talent that you've seen in previous productions at uh, Collective Consciousness, but also some new faces, people who we've wanted to work with forever and people who've been affiliated with other companies, other theater companies in other parts of the state. So, you know, the cast, and I'll let Jenny speak to a little bit, you know, particulars, but, you know, the cast is from uh, New Haven, Hamden, uh, you know, Bridgeport area, uh, Hartford area. So we have people that are really across, you know, all levels of the state. Um, and it's also one of the largest casts or the largest cast we've had, uh, for production as well, uh, a cast of 10. Wow. So, uh, yeah. So that's, you know, so people who have not seen a, you know, uh, that's a cookout, you know, you know, our show, right. <laughs> usually having shows with just two or three people with us, which you see in a lot of cases, uh, this is a little bit more, Uh, And, you know, like I said, encompasses, you know, talent from across the state that we're really happy to have.
2: Mm. Yeah, it was a really, as Dexter said, it's a really fantastic process to have CCT alum, right, people we've worked with before, uh, either as a capacity as a director, an actor, an artist, um, and then people that have always been uh, really great supporters of our work, and we've always wanted to work with, we're all, you know, there's people where if it's the right show, We're ready to make that call or have that audition. Um, It's really just kind of finding the role, right, that feels like it's going to benefit everyone, the actor and our and our theater. And this was one of those plays because Dexter and I love to be ambitious, uh, right? And so 10 people in our space, if you've ever been in our intimate space, um, it is. It is something when everyone is in that room, the energy is palpable, like it is really something significant for us, but we wanted to be ambitious, we wanted to do something different, and to welcome more people into our space right, Um, and you know the hope is that as we move forward. You know, we love our space. We hope we're we, we are bigger and better. And so we're hoping, you know, to continue on that journey of finding a larger space because we want to keep accommodating. I was going to the ask theme. about yeah. that
0: because I, I because I remember this, the the conversation about, you know, y'all looking for another space to sort of do this because you're over at a, a rector square.
2: Mm-hmm you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, we love our space. We love that people know where we are. They come to that theater. They've had great experiences in that theater, but um, you know, t- with our great fortune, we have this community that wants to come. And so since we're getting bigger, we, we want to continue to look for those spaces that can accommodate, you know, just bigger shows, more of our community. And so we're always, you know, we're always looking for that right space, um, but we love being a director square. So it's going to take a lot for us to to kind of make that transition because we we love our space so but it's it's been really special to be with this group um they are such a they are such a diverse group um of background race experience and they all bring that into the room and only theater can do that for this communal experience right we all come together and the audience sits in the dark and has this this singular communal experience together, and then we all go away, right? As if it, and it's just this amazing. We're so excited to bring this really, this really fun
0: play to our audiences. And and y'all have some of the best folks to build sets mm-hmm. of anybody I've ever seen. Like y'all <laughs> yeah. do a lot. <laughs> y'all do the most, as the young people say. Y'all do the most on set design.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're so uh, so uh, you know fortunate. To have a great team that's been with us from the beginning, uh, design-wise, and we said it all the time, we have you know designers who really could work anywhere in the country, right? And uh, you know, and I, I always hope that you know New Haven recognizes because we just have some of the most talented people in the world in this city, and uh, and our team, you know, is a testament to that, right? Uh, David Sapovda uh, and you know and and I um zinner who do our set design our uh painting scenic painting they are two of the most incredible painters uh scenic painters you've ever seen they can work at any level of any theater in the world they are that good uh you know jamie burnett of course mr everything the man has done lights for for every space in new haven every bar club restaurant and theater ours Man, it's show business right you go to bar jamie's done the lights you right you go to the, uh, you know, wherever space he's done, you know, so. Uh, so, yeah. And then the three of them work together. Right. They're fantastic. Then we have um, right Rich uh, Berkham as well, who does that construction for us is a long time, you know, work partner of Jamie's. I uh, think Carol uh, Kumbaros, who is a fabulous, um, you know, costumer uh, designer, does our great costume work and all those little details to our costumes um, that she does that are just wonderful, wonderful work. Uh, and then the rest of our team includes Ashley Sweet, our longtime production stage manager, um, you know, and Molly Flanagan, who was our props master in ASM. The team of them, the six of them just do incredible work uh, and they make it look as good as any regional theater.
2: Yeah. Mm. And, and Tommy Rosati, our sound designer. Yes, I yes, have to yes. tell you, in particular, we are very excited about the sound design for this show. We've had a lot of fun uh, listening to music. To, um, Tommy and I, and I know Dexter too, we're, we're, Music is such an important um, aspect of our plays, what we do in pre-show and post-show and intermission and how we want what we want the vibe to be and what we want to communicate through music. And this play, I think, is going to really delight uh, some audiences with what we're what we're doing with the concept. So I'm excited to hear audiences' uh, reaction to it.
1: And people oh, always like, say to us, they always say, hey, can I get a copy of that? That I, uh, it. a- I,
0: was, <laughs> say, I was like, y'all got to <laughs> yeah. put out a mixtape or something. Yeah, yeah. So we are got a lot
1: of theaters are doing this now. And I think we're going to think about it for next season is a lot of theaters are doing it where you can come into the theater and you can download, mm-hmm. right, scan the, the, the show playlist, right? And it goes right to whatever, you know, Uh, music app that you use. And so I think we're, you know, we're thinking about that for next season because so many people compliment us on the music and then you can just, you know, walk, go, you know, once you leave, you'll have the playlist, you know, from barbecue or from whatever show right there on your (laughs) phone. So, so are
0: are you thinking about next season?
1: Absolutely. Yeah. (laughs) yeah. We've got a lot of different (laughs) stuff planned. I mean, uh, you know, next season for us, I mean, one of the things um, that's really exciting is we're, uh, and that's, this has already been public knowledge is we're creating uh, a work for the schools um, that we're going to be doing back and touring in the middle schools and high schools. We're going to be working on it next year, next school year, and it's going to start premiering in 2025. We're working with a writer out of Portland, Oregon. His name is Quick Jones. Uh, you know, black man out of out of uh, Portland, Oregon.
0: I love the name Quick Jones. Right? Yeah, like, like, sounds right. like then, a, a gumshoe, right? Yeah, like yeah, and, like and he, he is. A,
1: <laughs> yeah, and he is a heck of a writer um you know very socially conscious black man as well and um you know we're going to be working with him on a project we're part of a consortium of the largest collection of theaters to create a body of tya work like theater for young audiences using bipoc characters so it's going to be it's going to be 20 some odd uh plays are going to be created from this consortium uh that are all bipoc superhero plays for young people from ages, uh, from young, you know, from the very young, you know, three, four years old, all the way up through high school. And so we're part of this collection of 20 some theaters that are part of this from around the country. And Quick, QUICK is gonna be one of our writers. And that's gonna be touring the middle schools and high schools around New Haven. We'll do a run at CCT as well at some point. Uh, and then we're looking at doing two productions as well uh, next year. And so Jenny and I are looking at that in ways, again, we can involve, uh, bring back some artists who, uh, waiting to come back after three years, as well as um, bringing some new artists into the fold as well on all levels, right? You know, having different um, actors, different directors, you know, different folks uh, that are working with us. And we're always looking for interns as well. i hoping <laughs> to add some production interns next year, too, and some in, you know, uh, marketing and other fields uh, that are non, you know, stage acting related. So quite a few things going on. We're excited and we're going to be full blast next season.
0: Oh, I love it. I love it. I love it. So, so you got this production, which opens when Jenny, when does it open?
2: We, uh, we are in previews. Oh yes. Look at this. Um, uh, our preview starts this Thursday. So Thursday is always pay what you can. So people can come for any price. Um, and we run through the eighth. So it's three weekends, Thursday, Friday, Saturday for three weekends, 8 PM tickets are 25 for adults and 15 for students um cheapest tickets in town and we are we're yeah we're just we're so ready we're so ready for this comeback we can't Mm. wait to bring and bring our audiences back right and just continue to have those conversations we're really ready
0: so have you heard from people because i i listen people are buzzing about this all over the place at least in my ear i hear it so are people (laughs) buzzing about this and and are you ready are you ready
2: yes we're i i yes i'm i'm getting lots of messages and texts and people saying, I saw it, I'm coming. I'm, I've been waiting for y'all to come back. This is so great. Um. So, yeah. And I think Dexter and I are always interested too. in those new do- new audiences, you know, three years, we are all different, right? We have all shifted hopefully and changed and we want our audiences to continue to reflect that, right? We're always been really, it's a source of pride, how diverse our audience is. Um, and we intend to keep that and continue to expand that. You know, you had asked before if that's like, we want young people, right? Because we know that is, theater needs to respond, right? To what is happening now. And we really want young people to feel um, that theater is for them. So it's so important to us to have living playwrights, right, to have new plays so we can have those engaging conversations about you know, what is happening right now. So we're really excited to welcome new audiences that have never come to CCT. That's gonna be exciting.
0: Well, I've been talking about this the last hour. I'm back I'm just back from retreat and I was telling people, I have a small piece in this production. Yes, I didn't tell anybody what it is. I was like, ah. you must go and have the experience and then let me know. So, I want people to go if you if you if you want to know what my role is, <laughs> I need you to go to the theater and sit and be a part of this experience and then you'll see and then see if you can figure it out that's right
2: I tell you it was one of the easiest phone calls I ever made as a director I said oh I know
0: who I'm call. well thank you for the call girl I'm so thank you for the call it was my pleasure so I can't wait so I will be in the audience one of these nights and I'm telling everybody I know and I'm so glad that y'all could come on this morning and fit this thing because I know I know you're like underneath it trying to get stuff nails done and paint done and all the kinds of stuff. So, so thank you, Dexter and Jenny. Oh, and Dexter, how was the baby? Cause the last time I talked to you, there was a baby arriving and i hadn't seen you that's
1: right yeah 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 and the last time i wrote, and he's three years old now oh my so. god <laughs> right and so all these you know children who were born around that time yeah and so big
0: like, babies
1: right exactly yeah it was like i didn't have you know i only had one kid last time i saw you now i got two so like a yes. lot of those, right <laughs> so yeah you were great you know isaiah um, you know, named after one of the greatest basketball players in 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 the city of Detroit history, Isaiah Thomas. <laughs> always gotta mention that, and um you know, just full of you know, full of life. so yeah you
0: know. well, congratulations on Thank on you. the new baby. <laughs> <Thank you. laughs> Jenny, it is always a pleasure to see you, and uh, I look forward to talking to you more in your other role uh absolutely because i i enjoy what you do and down the road a bit so yes, would love to have yes. you come on and talk about that relationship so i'm looking forward to barbecue thank y'all so much and uh i know it's going to be a smashing success and people will enjoy it immensely
1: yeah thank you so much and we're just hoping people come out and support us and you know and uh help us with that comeback because we uh, all sm- lo- all small theater companies need that local support so please Everybody come out and support us. And if you can't make it directly, you know, gift us a ticket and we'll give it to a person in need. So we yes. appreciate it. Absolutely.
0: Thank y'all. Enjoy the rest of your day. And I will see you in the theater.
1: Yep. We'll see you in the theater. We'll see you Thank there. you.
0: the theater. Thank you, Harry. I'll be back tomorrow. I'm talking to somebody else. Tune in tomorrow. See who it is. I'll see y'all. See <laughs> <laughs> Hi, this is Bath Rawls Ivy from New Haven, Connecticut, and you're listening to NHAP 103.5 FM, streaming live at newhavenindependent.org.